good afternoon. I don't know if it's afternoon where you're at right now, but hello everyone. It is so good to be back with you guys today. Welcome to the Jesus and Joe podcast. My name is Georgia. I'm so excited to know that you are here and honestly, I'm just really excited for today's message. This is a time where I can actually sit down and tell you in depth what I've been going through and today's going to be an awesome episode. So, I want to know if any of you are like me out there. I am the kind of person, like, I I don't know, I don't know how to describe it, but I'm the kind of person that I'm super happy, super outgoing, I'm a seven on the Enneagram, if y'all are my local sevens, hello, but I am a very joyous person. When I have conflict that's going up, and it's not like anything major, it's kind of like just internal things I'm dealing with, I don't tell people. I don't tell them what's going on. I don't tell them anything. Like, it's it's just kind of like, you know what? It's me and Jesus. I can take care of this. It's my battle. I know that everyone else is going through their own stuff. It's really not that big. Like, I already tell myself it's not that big of a problem. No one needs else to know about it. If anyone else is like that, I totally get you. You are my brother or sister. I totally get you. I kind of felt like that until this week. I realized the importance of community. I realized why the Lord has created relationships and friendships in the first place. They're not just to have a good time to create memories, but these people are here to actually pray alongside you with this battle. I have met some really great people here in Florida, and I have finally felt comfortable enough to be like, hey, I'm kind of going through this, and I would really appreciate if you can like pray for me. And that invites them into praying alongside you and praying with you, but also seeing the, like what God is going to do through this. They're a part of that now too. So I encourage you, if you have not let anyone in on what you're going through, know that there is somebody that the Lord has placed in your life where you can go to them. You can tell them what's going on. And that's one of the many lessons that I learned, but I'm going to tell you what I went through and what I was able to express to my friends and my community and my mentors to let them know what's going on and how they could pray for me. I finally feel comfortable enough to share this along with you guys because I want to make sure I'm doing okay. I want to be at a good place where I can tell you, hey, spiritually, I was kind of dealing with some stuff, but now I can see the goodness and the glory and how to get through it. So what I told my friends, you know, I... I actually had like a couple of friends text me this week. They're like, hey, how can I be praying for you? And I know the Lord was just doing that because it put them on their hearts because he knew that I needed to share with these people, hey, this is what's going on. I texted my friends. I said, listen, I am going through spiritual warfare right now. I am in a not a really good place. I'm doubting what God is doing in my life. I'm doubting if he's going to come through and I really need some help. Has anyone else felt like that before? I have felt like this in an area of my life for a really long time, but now I can see that is not what he wants me to do. And it's really cool to see how the Lord kind of answered through a dream that I had, but we'll get onto that later. So this area of my life that I was doubting him in, it's something where I have always wanted control over. I know. And many of you are like, hmm, that kind of sounds like me. Because you have the future you want to plan. You have the dream job, the dream guy, the dream career, the dream everything. You want to be somebody. You want to do something. You want all this to happen for you. And you think the only way it's going to happen is if I control it. Let me tell you something, sister. 
There is something so real about letting go and letting God. Letting go of what you think you want and letting God replace it with what you actually need. I realized I was fighting a really long, hard battle, and I have fought, I have fought this battle for a really long time. And I'm 23 years old, and I finally have swallowed the pill. I'm like, this isn't even a battle. That is me. This is spiritual warfare. Really scary stuff. Um, and it all kind of started when Satan started putting these little thoughts inside my head that turned into a feeling, and that feeling turned into a physical emotion where you could see it on my face, and that turned into me actually saying out loud, I'm giving up. I don't think God's going to come through. When I said these words, I have never, ever said anything like that before. And these words tasted like vinegar coming off my tongue. And in my heart, it was right then and there. I'm like, these aren't even my words. Why am I even saying this? So that night I went to bed and I just knew from the bottom of my heart that this battle was not something I was fighting. It was Satan. It was something that Satan was trying to make me think. And I thought it and I believed it for a really long time. But whenever I started saying it aloud, I'm like, that is not me at all. That is not my thought. That is not who God has called me to be. That is not what God says about me. So why am I thinking these things? I went to bed and was asking for forgiveness. I was like, Lord, I don't even know why I said those things. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. I don't even know what to do next. But Lord, I know that this is something that is between you and I. And I don't even want that to be something in between us. Get rid of these thoughts in the name of Jesus. Get rid of these emotions. Get rid of this doubt and this confusion and chaos. Get it out of my system. What was so cool about that dream was I knew there was biblical significance in there. And I wasn't sure exactly where it was at until it got to the part of laying down your mat. Laying down your mat is actually something that the Lord has mentioned multiple times throughout the Bible, but the most meaningful that go along with this story are found in the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. It is found in these parts where Jesus is doing his public ministry and he's working alongside in the community, in the world, and people are noticing that he is the Lord, he is Lord and Savior. It was really cool just knowing, okay, like Jesus is active and he's doing his thing here in these chapters and whatever I'm reading right now, he's right there alongside it. And it's so cool, guys. I'm so excited. So I want to be able to talk to you guys about three different things that happen whenever you lay down your mat. Three things. One of them is laying down your mat is also laying down your doubts. So whatever battle you are fighting, it's laying down that battle. It's surrendering the battle. It's laying it down at the feet of Jesus. That is the act of laying down, quote, surrendering. The second thing is also thinking that you are in control. It's laying down that control, saying, I completely surrender, God, you are in control. And it also is something where I realize that a mat also represents support, in these instances, I'm going to talk to you about the support was something that um, was holding these people. It was something that was carried alongside them. It's a mat that carried them their whole life, basically, and something that they can recall and can go back to every part of it. First thing is laying down your doubts. Second thing, it's your support. And the third thing 
is to trust him and pick up the mat. Let's go through them. Here we go. Number one, I said you're laying down your doubts when you lay down your mat. In Mark 2, 4, it's a story about a paralyzed son. And what was cool about this story is that it also is a great representation of um, strong faith, but it also is the story of community. You see, what happened was is that Jesus was in town. And when Jesus was in town, everyone was freaking out. And honestly, I would be freaking out too. And they would all bring their circumstances, their problems, what they were going through to the feet of Jesus so that Jesus could heal them. So there was a son, and he was paralyzed. And so when you're paralyzed, you can't move. So his friends came alongside him, put him on a mat, put him on a mat, and they carried him to Jesus. Not only did they carry, they cut out a part of the roof and stuck him through the roof and said, Hey, Jesus, heal him. Like, I know you can. And what was so cool is that Jesus was so in awe of their faith. He said, Son, your sins are forgiven. When you are fighting a battle or thinking thoughts that you never grabbed that were captive or in a whirlwind of confusion and chaos, I want you to bring it to him. Don't run away. Because whenever you run away, that becomes a divider between you and the Lord. And that's not something you want. I can speak from experience. You don't want that. So I want you to bring fully. Say, Lord, I have thought this thought and I know it's not mine. Lord, I have been in a battle of confusion and chaos and I'm tired. I'm literally, physically, and mentally, emotionally exhausted. Bring it to him. That is an act of obedience and faith. The Lord does not want you to know support and foundation to stand upon. When you lay down your mat, when he, when those people laid him down before Jesus, no, whenever they were laying down the sun, it was an act of faith. And because they did that act of faith and had full confidence that the Lord could do it, he, their sins were forgiven. To know that part, that hit me deep. I was like, okay. God forgives time and time and time again. So I know whatever you're fighting, know that it's not scary for God. It's not. He knows every single thought going on in your head. And so whenever you're able to say, God, like, I notice this about myself. I notice that this is something between you and I. He's going to forgive it because he wants a good relationship with you. The second part. So in Matthew 4, 6, Satan is basically telling Jesus and telling him to bow down to idols. To give up. Say, you know, if you do this, something better will much better will happen. How many times have you thought that? How many times have you thought, you know, if I just give up, if I just do it my way, things will actually start rolling? I can't be the only one, y'all. Just just raise your hands. It's okay. I know I have. So I, I was like, wow, because I actually said those words, I'm giving up. But Jesus said, absolutely not. You see he said, I have angels who are supporting me, that are holding me. And I think that's what's so cool is like God has a team around you. When you are fighting battles, God gives you a community to fight with you with this. That's why I say, uh, said in the beginning, it's so important to know that you have community. You have friends who want to pray alongside you. Jesus had just that. And that's why it's so important, so important to know that whenever you lay things down before the feet of Jesus, community comes, strength comes in numbers. The good is coming no matter what. And also, too, what comes from this as well, Satan was trying to tell Jesus that something so much better was coming. But Jesus was like, 
no absolutely not like the thing is is people are going to tell you all day long that whenever you try to do something your way it's going to happen in the way you want it though that may be true it's not going to be as effective it's not going to be as good because there is so much diligence and so much that comes from waiting on God it's the beauty of waiting on God the third part in John 5 8 what I got from this time to trust me and pick up your mat in John 5 8 there was a man who was paralyzed and he was sitting at this pool and everyone at this pool was disabled sadly and they thought that the pool could heal them instantly if they went into the pool Well, my man, who was paralyzed, he was just sitting on a mat. He was sitting on a mat, and he was there for a really, really, really long time. That mat mat represented his home, that his space. That was his mat. This is what I have. This is what it belongs to me. The mat represents picking up your mat and remembering what God did in my mind. Because in my mind, whenever I think of my mat, I'm thinking about all the doubts that I had about God's plan, about God's person, about everything that God was doing good in my life. Those were all the doubts that I had. But because I see his grace and his mercy and his love, I can pick up my mat and I can remember, this isn't me. These weren't even the thoughts that I was carrying. These are just thoughts that the Satan was trying to put inside me for me me to believe. These aren't it. So now I can pick up my mat and go, yeah, these thoughts don't own me, but I can help you in in how we can fight this battle together. The mat represents so many different things. Surrendering the doubt, forgiveness, redemption, and most importantly, it's a tangible item for what God can only do. Time and time again, the devil is going to tell you that this isn't going to happen. Try something else. Do it your own way if you don't see any progress. Put matters into your own hands. Why are you waiting so long? Instead of caving into the thoughts that I promise you will turn into confusion and chaos, go to peace. John 14, 27 has been the verse that I have just been basing so much of my life on these past couple of weeks. And it says, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled or fearful. God doesn't want your head. God doesn't want your heart to be confused and full of doubts and confusion and chaos. He wants you to come to him and know that there is peace. So the next time, and I'm telling you that there will be battles that happen all throughout your life, but it's your choice if you want to go to peace or go to the thought. If you go to peace, you can tangibly, when you go to peace, you know with your whole entire heart that God is going to do something amazing. You know who God is. You know who he's called you to be. And he knows, and you know that there's purpose in this. But when you go to the thought, it turns into an emotion. It turns into a whirlwind and it feels like a thought that never has a break. It just keeps going and going and going. Battles are not easy, but you can get through this. You can because you have him. And he's given you support. He's given you care. When I imagine 
Every time that something makes me upset and I'm sad, I can just imagine God cradling my face saying, I care for you. I love you. Whatever you are facing, that's what he's doing. When you feel like giving up, he's holding you. When you feel like you need to put matters into your own hands, he wants to protect you. When you feel like caving in to all these thoughts, let him give you his. Your thoughts are not his thoughts. Your ways are not my ways. The Lord cares for you so much and you are so precious to him. What he has in store for you is so much better than what you want. The three stories that I mentioned, they all wanted something. They wanted health, healing, and obedience. All these people wanted, but the Lord knows what you need. And I can say time and time again that what you want is not as good as you think. What you need is far better than what you want. Because what you need, God already knows. God has the best intentions with it. What you need is covered in his faithfulness and his good. Instead of just healing, those people were able to walk out in faith. They were able to see the story. They were able to see the mercy and the grace and the power of God. Imagine if these people just got what they want. The man at the pool just wanted to have a little dip in. But God knew what he really needed. To heal and to get out of that place. Before we head out, I want to pray over you. I know that this was a very serious podcast episode, but it was just on my heart that I had to share. I know that there's so many people out there who are just like me, who are fighting along little quiet battles that they don't want to bring to the surface. But I want to let you know that God has people in your life who want to pray alongside you. So be bold enough to tell them. Not only them, but bring it to God. Bring the battle to him. Have faith and know that he is going to have victory in the end of this. Your battle will not, will not defeat you if you let it. So go to him. Get the peace. And know that it's time to trust him and to pick up your mat. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just pray for this listener on the other side of this. God, you know every single thought that comes to her or his mind. Jesus, as we bring these thoughts to you, I pray that we are captive with each and every single one of them. Lord, let us assess and see which ones are from you and which ones aren't. Our minds are a battlefield every single day, but God, I pray that you will help us realize the thoughts that you have for us are far better. They're so good, and they're nothing that will give us chaos or confusion. Let us go to peace first instead of going to the thought. Let us remember who you are. Let us remember who you say that you are, the Prince of Peace, and you are our support and you care for us. Thank you so much, Jesus, that we have you. Thank you for being alongside us through this journey. 
Father, I pray just an overflow of peace over this person. God, let her remember the love you have for her. And never let her forget who she is because of you. She is your daughter. And we couldn't love you more, Jesus. Thank you for all that you do. It's in your name that I pray. Amen. I love you so much, and I am praying for you, and know that this battle is not going to defeat you. You will have a victory, and you will have it in him. I will see you next time.